Hello, and welcome to another Monday on the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. I'm so grateful to all of you loyal listeners, and I'm especially grateful when you're kind enough to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Today I'm going to share a review from someone who's called J-Boy's Mom, and she titled her review, God Ordained, and she says, I just found this podcast this morning. And I've already listened to three episodes. Tanya has a special way of sharing God's truth with us. I will be following and listening to her podcasts. I was looking for a book on leadership when God put these podcasts in my path. So thankful. Keep doing what you're doing, Tanya. If you need encouragement and hear God's truth for your life, take a listen. You won't regret it. J-Boy's mom, thank you so, so much for this message. I don't know your real name, but I would love it if you would send me an email or a speak pipe message so that I can enter you into our drawing for April's review party. Remember, folks, if you leave me a review, take a screenshot of the review, and post it in the Facebook community or send it to me via email before the end of April, you will be entered into a prize drawing for an Amazon gift card. So get those reviews in. Okay. On to the topic for today. Have you ever heard people say, God told me, or God said, or I feel God telling me to fill in the blank? And if you found yourself thinking, geez, I wish God would talk to me a bit more clearly. Well, I certainly have found myself thinking that. I get myself all confused and sometimes think God needs to literally send me a neon blinking sign for me to be certain he's trying to tell me something. Recently, however, I'm learning a bit more about how to better seek and discern God's will when facing certain decisions or life circumstances. So stay tuned as we dig a little deeper into this topic. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing, and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers, sister friends. It's time to get after it. In case you aren't sure, I want to tell you, God does want you to seek Him, depend on Him, and be able to discern His will for all parts of your life. Learning to discern God's voice, however, takes some practice. It's not as difficult as we like to think it is, and there are ways to determine whether what we are being led to is truly of God. 
Rick Warren actually describes seven ways to test an impression or to discern God's voice. And in doing research around the topic, I find much similarity in all of the references around discernment. That's probably because God is very consistent. So it makes sense that the litmus test for discerning God's voice would be pretty consistent when looking at all the different resources, um, from a Christian perspective anyway. Before we get into how to test or discern whether something we are sensing is truly of God, there are a couple of things we need to do first. When we're looking at making a decision, whether it be at work or in our personal lives, if we truly want to have that decision be spirit-led and God-honoring, we need to have a little business meeting with God. The first thing we need to do when seeking God's will in a given circumstance or decision is to pray. Even though God already knows what we are thinking and feeling, He still wants us to actively seek Him and surrender our will to Him. So we need to come to Him in prayer. We need to pray first that all the voices that aren't His be silenced. We need to ask that our own inner voice, the voice of the world, and the voice of the enemy be silenced. We need to invite the Holy Spirit to the table and ask that only His voice be revealed. Then we surrender the decision or the circumstance we're struggling with to the Lord. We ask God what His will is for us in this situation, and we ask that our ears and our hearts be open to listen to His will. And then we wait. I often like to have a notebook and a pen with me as I pray this listening prayer. After asking God what He wants me to know, hear, or do, I wait, and I try to listen, and then I write down whatever thoughts or words or phrases pop into my head as I sit quietly and listen. Even if they don't really make sense, just write down the first things that pop up. If I don't get much when listening, God may be telling me that it is not yet time to act. He might have me in a season of waiting. Sometimes, well, and most times, even if what we're in the middle of is struggle, sometimes God still intends for us to wait right where we are. He's still preparing us for the next thing. But if there's not really an option to wait completely, then oftentimes I take the next step in faith and I ask God to redirect me if my decision or my action doesn't align with his will. It is an obvious difference for me when I take the time to consult with and listen for God's instruction than when I forget or I don't take the time to invite him into the process. I just tend to make a mess of things on my own. Or it takes me a long time to get around what to what would have been his will and probably would have happened a lot faster. Or... I just don't have a peace about it when I don't seek his will. I do try to use some version of the listening prayer with most decisions and even before conversations that I'm preparing for. It really becomes a relief to put my trust in God to lead my thoughts, my words, and my actions. 
But let's say now we've had our little business meeting or our listening prayer with God. And let's say we sensed him trying to tell us something or leading us in a certain direction. Now what? Well, the Bible tells us what to do. It says we're to test it, test that impression. If we're not sure if it's God, God says to test it. 1 John 4 verse 1 tells us, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So in testing an impression, you need, you need to ask yourself first, does it align with God's word? Does it go along with what we find in scripture? God's word never changes. Truth is truth now and forever. God would never have us do something that is in contradiction to his inspired word found in the Bible. The next thing you need to ask yourself is, does this make me more like Christ? So if I proceed with whatever I'm feeling led to do or say, is it representative of Christ's nature? Does it bring me closer in my journey toward being and thinking and doing more like Christ? Is it God-honoring? Does it align with the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control? Test number three. Does your church family confirm it? Or... Do you have a spiritual mentor, someone with much wisdom when it comes to knowing and practicing according to God's word? Take wise counsel. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that the wisdom of the righteous can save you and that in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So run your impression by someone who is a trusted and ideally more a church body or um, trusted spiritual mentors in your life. Seek wise counsel. The fourth test. Is it consistent with how God shaped me to be? God gave us unique gifts and talents for the purpose of doing his good works here on earth. So will this decision be consistent with that good work and the giftings that God has created you with? The fifth question to ask is, does it concern my responsibility? In other words, is this even my business or or my responsibility to be acting on? I'm here to follow Jesus and tend to that which God has entrusted me with. I'm not meant to get all up in everyone else's business, casting judgment or taking charge of situations that aren't mine to own. Oh, this is a good one for some of us that are really good at seeing all of the things other people could be doing better, according to us, of course. We like to get all up into the details that aren't for us to mess with. We think we have so much wisdom to share with the world on so many things, if people would just listen. (laughs) Am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. I see y'all looking over your shoulder. Well, sometimes this ain't your pig and it ain't your farm. It's not your monkeys and it's not your circus, as they say. 
So just stick to the business God has for you. We can otherwise waste a lot of time and energy getting all up in someone else's business. The sixth test or question to ask is, is this feeling, this impression or prompting a feeling of conviction or condemnation? Because conviction is of God. It brings to light that which is wrong and says it needs to change. Condemnation, on the other hand, is of the enemy. It is, a, it is attached to your value and it brings with it a sense that you're worthless or unworthy. Roman 8 chapter 1 to, Roman chapter 8 verse 1 tells us, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. God will convict our hearts, but he does not condemn us. God loves us, and it is out of his love that he brings about a conviction for us to want to be more like Christ. The enemy, however, seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to tempt us and then make us feel worthless and unworthy. He delights in our suffering. And finally, number seven, and this might be my favorite, or at least the thing that kind of sticks with me the most when I'm trying to discern God's will or God's voice. The question is, when you think about doing or saying whatever it is you have this impression about, do you feel God's peace about it? If this impression causes you to feel conflicted, confused, uneasy, anxious, it is most likely not of God. God's voice is calming and peace-giving. It offers clarity, not confusion. If we're struggling to figure out whether our, our thoughts or the voices we hear are from God, here are a few more things to consider. This is kind of a compare and a contrast between God's voice and the enemy's voice. God's voice stills you. The enemy's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you. The enemy's voice pushes you. God's voice reassures you. The enemy's voice frightens you. God's voice enlightens you. The enemy's voice confuses you. God's voice encourages. The enemy's voice discourages. God's voice comforts. The enemy's voice worries. God's voice calms. The enemy's voice obsesses. God's voice convicts you. The enemy's voice condemns you. See the difference? And the enemy will try to use the world and even our own minds to trick us. We are given messages about what is good and right from a societal or cultural standpoint. We're flooded with it more and more every day. 
but it often does not at all line up with God's word or his character. It's just popular culture, peer pressure, a worldview. The enemy uses our own voice, our human flesh, to tempt us. Our human flesh will have us doing things from a place of selfish desire, a search for comfort for ourselves. But again, it will contradict the word or God's character. Our own inner voices will often be fearful, conflicting, condemning, or self-centered. Those are not in alignment with God's character. So again, if you are unsure of what to do in a given situation, or unsure if what you are being led toward is God's will, consider these things we've discussed today. God will never contradict his word. That is why it is so important to study the word so that we have a growing understanding of God and his character. Again, the seven questions or tests to test an impression to see if it's God's voice. Number one, does it align with God's word? Number two, does it make me more like Christ? Number three, Does your church family confirm it? Number four, is it consistent with how God shaped me to be? Number five, does it concern my responsibility? Number six, is it a feeling of conviction or condemnation? And finally, do you feel God's peace about it? My friends, pray, be in the word, and listen. We often don't stop long enough to truly just listen. Wait, rest, and listen for what God wants you to hear from him. If we ask, and if we shut out the voices of the world, and we invite the Holy Spirit in, God will speak to us. He will lead us through His Spirit within us. I pray God continues to work in your life through His Holy Spirit, that you might grow in your desire to seek Him and His will for every aspect of your life. There lies freedom and abundance. There lies peace and rest. In the name of Jesus, Amen and amen. That's all I have for you today, friends. Tune in on Friday for our Grace and Faith Friday episode. And as you go about your week, may you be grateful and grace-filled. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact 
and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.